Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Today's topic is, is really, is, is actually incredibly serious. Um, I want to talk about uh, the question of like, what happens when someone takes their own life? Like, what is it that the church teaches about those who commit suicide? Is, is it um, they're lost to God forever? Is it they automatically go to hell? Or what is it? And, and the thing is, I really want to be sensitive to this question because I imagine in this day and age, um, there probably isn't one person who is watching this who hasn't been touched by either the temptation to commit suicide, has maybe even tried themselves, or knows someone who has committed suicide. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost all of us are affected by this. So what, is, what does the church teach with regard to suicide? Well, the first thing is that, I mean, the, in the beginning of the day, middle of the day, end of the day, our lives are not our own, right? that we belong to another. Whether you believe in God or not, I mean, there is a creator, he exists. And, and so our lives are not merely our lives, that we're responsible to another, we answer to another. Because of that, my life is not my own and it's not mine to take. And it's just, that's, that's kind of, at the end of the day, that's it. And so I may not take an innocent human life, whether that be someone else's innocent human life or my own innocent human life. And so, Scripture and the church teach that taking your own life, one's own life, is a grave sin. So here's the thing about a grave sin. If I know something's a grave sin and I freely choose to do it anyways, and I die in that state, then that's, that's separation from God, right? That's, that's what we call hell. I, I don't want him. I don't want his will. I don't want to belong to him, and so I've turned away from him. So if I die in that state, then yeah, hell is the consequence. Now, here's the thing when it comes to suicide is you have to knowingly and freely choose to do this evil thing of taking my own life, an innocent human being's life, because you're innocent, right? But the interesting thing is we don't know that information. We don't know if a person did this knowingly. Like, so if you have a friend, a family member, someone you know um, who took their own life, we don't know if they knew that this was gravely evil. Second thing, we don't know if they were free. I mean, and almost virtually every article that I've ever writ, uh, read on suicide talked about how the vast majority of people who take their own lives are, are suffering from some kind of mental illness. They have depression, they have anxiety, they have bipolar, some kind of thing that, that has led them to this place of desperation, led them to this place where they might actually not be free um, to say yes or to no in complete freedom. Now, here's the thing, caveat, little side point. If you experience mental illness like depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever that thing is, number one, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I just don't understand how in our current context, right, where we know stuff about the brain, we know stuff about neuroscience, we know stuff about hormones that affect us and how our past can affect us, that there is nothing to be ashamed of if you experience depression, anxiety, bipolar, any kind of mental illness. Number two, if you do experience this, almost every article, again, that talked about how um, mental illness, those who commit suicide are often affected by mental illness, virtually every article also said that almost every one of those suicides could have been prevented if those people had gotten the right kind of help. So if that's you, if you experience any kind of mental illness, please, A, do not be ashamed, but B, please get help because there's hope. I mean, truly. Now, you could say, well, I went to a counselor, I went to a therapist, and it didn't help me at all. Well, I'll just say this gently. If you or I went to a doctor to fix our broken leg and they couldn't help us, we wouldn't say, well, I guess doctoring doesn't work. 
we would go to a different doctor, we go to a different person, we would seek out help because not every doctor is going to be perfect, just like not every priest is perfect, not every person's perfect. So please, those two things, if you have mental illness, do not be ashamed of this. And number two, please get help. Almost, I, I would say every, every um, person who's committed suicide could have been helped. But we don't know what's going on inside, right? We don't know if they, a person who committed suicide knowingly did this or freely did this. In fact, the catechism says there are certain mitigating factors, one being mental illness, another being other um, fear of torture, um, under duress, these kind of stressors that could be on a person's life that could mitigate their freedom and therefore mitigate what we call, the big word is culpability, like the, their own being at fault for this kinds of thing. As an example, um, St. Augustine, I think it was, back in the fourth century, fifth century, he once said this, he said, we don't know what happened between the bridge and the water. Like a person could have jumped and then repented. They could have jumped and said, I'm sorry. In fact, I came across a story, um, the Golden Gate Bridge is, I think, the second most uh, the location of suicides in the United States, maybe even in the world. There was a story of a man, he was 28 years old, and he had already had a, one suicide attempt. He went to the Golden Gate Bridge and he jumped. And he said this, he said, the moment, he said, I, 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 can, I can still see my hands leaving the rail. And in that moment, I knew so clearly that all of my problems that had previously seemed so unfixable were completely fixable except for the fact that I had just jumped. He repented, actually, I heard other people on the way down, they were praying, Jesus, please help me, God, I, I'm so sorry. We have no idea what was going through someone's mind. It could have been possible that they had repented. Now this man lived. Again, everything that seemed so unfixable was completely fixable. In fact, um, in most people, uh, studies, who've been people who have survived suicide attempts or have made it through without actually even attempting suicide, They've looked back and said, oh man, I was tempted to try to find a permanent solution for what was ultimately temporary problems. All those who did not commit suicide look back on their lives and say, I am so grateful that I didn't do that because all of the things that I was afraid of, overwhelmed by, they all passed me by. They all got resolved somehow and I'm still here and I'm glad that I'm alive. I'm gonna talk about the TV series or the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why. I look back at this girl, girl's life and think like, oh my gosh, just get through high school. It's, it's going to get better. Like everything that, I mean, she was wounded in many, many ways, but virtually everything that was going on in her life with the right help, with a process of time, like was going to get better. And yet in that moment, she took her own life. And that's why I want to comment something. I want, to, I want to say something about 13 Reasons Why. And it's something that if you've been affected by suicide, if someone you love has taken their own life, sometimes there's this weird emotion. We experience grief, of course, right? But sometimes the emotion that we experience as survivors of those who have committed suicide is not just grief, but it's anger. It's intense um, confusion. Because why? Because this TV show, 13 Reasons Why, again, Iyad brought up the raise the question and all these kind of things. Like, here's my big problem with this TV series. The whole series is a revenge story, right? It's this girl who has been wronged, and so what the 13 reasons why are, this is why this is your fault, this is why my death is your fault and your fault and your fault. These are the, you're the reason why, right? And so the pleasure, or kind of like the pleasure, I guess, and not a lot of pleasure, but the pleasure we take in this series is that she's getting even. She's, get, she's taking revenge on the people 
who hurt her, the people who are her enemies. But here's the crazy thing about suicide. Your enemies don't care. The people who don't love you don't care. The only people who get hurt are the ones who actually love you. That's why this TV series, for whatever kind of merits it might have, I don't think it has many, um, is just simply a revenge story. And that is foolishness. I mean, just, it's dumb. And yet here as the survivors, what do we do? What do we do? We can experience grief, we experience anger, but we also have to experience hope. And hope means we're gonna pray. And this is what the church actually does. The church commends to God's mercy all those who take their lives. Why? Because we don't have the inside information, but God does. And so because we don't know, we're gonna choose hope. This is the Christian cho choice. So if you know someone who's ever taken their own life, please choose hope and pray for them. If you're someone who's tempted to take your own life, please choose hope and get help. There are people who want to help you. Not everyone, because not everyone's perfect, but there are people who want to help. For all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.